Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sands Pants Radio, Australia's dumbest podcast network. Just a quick disclaimer. We are not medical doctors, therapists, or dietitians. So please check with an allied health professional before making any changes. Hello and welcome to another episode of Super Gym Friends. I'm Zach. Who's going to force their way into the second slot now to show dominance? Hi, I'm Adam. (laughs) I'm Trent. And today in fitness... We're talking about home workouts. Woo! Okay, so it's it's been a little bit since we've done a Super Gym Friends. It has been and, a while. Uh, as I'm sure everybody can guess, it's related to the very topic of this episode, because uh, for those who don't know, back in Melbourne, we're into yet another lockdown after nine days of freedom. Nine days of using the gym, and they were like, nah, lock them up. We've been I, lifting with bad form, so I, we need to punish them. didn't use the gym for that period of time. I yeah. was like, you know, take the time off there. <laughs> Damn, I, don't, I basically lived there. I don't know uh, who here uh, enjoys the Batuta Advocate, a very funny satirical website in Australia. I highly recommend it if you don't. But uh, a recent Batuta... <laughs> I got a rather sensible chuckle from a recent Batuta Advocate article, the headline of which... And you'll laugh, reads, uh, Victorians sigh as uh, they enter, what was it, the day 28 of their seven-week lockdown, a seven-day lockdown. Yeah, that's that's very much how life is like. It's, oh, God, it's, it's something <laughs> oh, else. What a good chuckle. <laughs> oh, those those boys and gals at the Batuta Advocate. They got us good. Pretty funny. Like- <laughs> Jesus. How have you guys been through this lockdown? Have you guys, have you been uh, keeping active so far? I know, Trent, you might have something to share. Yeah, um, I'm doing a walking challenge uh, for, uh, it's called September. Uh, it's to raise money for um, cerebral palsy, basically research and um, a- a- any other needs and that sort of thing. So I'm going through that right now. And the challenge is to get 10,000 steps a day, but I'm always the kind of guy that goes for the overkill and I'm just trying to get as many as I can in the month. And try and raise as much money as I can. You were and- saying just before that you're trying to beat your record, which is going to leave your total steps for the month. Like your goal. Do you want to share that? Because well, it's yeah. just insane. So I did this last year. And I think in about 28 days, I got just over a million. And I called it there. And I was just like, I couldn't, I couldn't do any more. 
this this time I'm trying to beat a million essentially. So I'm trying to hopefully get 1.1, something like that. You know, um, and it's two days in now to date this recording, or three days in now um, uh, to September, and I've hit over a hundred thousand steps so far. So over <laughs> over ten percent of the way um, to a million. <laughs> So yeah, no, it's it's been fun, um, and yeah, and do it for a good cause. What sort of what sort of shoes are you wearing for this? <laughs> <laughs> um, these orange Nike Air Force shoes, which uh, like are ugly. They're uh, actually what I use for weightlifting. Um, yep, gotcha. And um, the, the, the last year when I use them, because I'm like, oh, I really want to use the same shoes I used last year. Um, I've worn them in a little bit and I've lost all like the padding in it and it's just like I've hurt my ankle quite bad already where we got a swollen ankle um, after like, literally day one. <laughs> oh God. God. Did you um, do any sort of like stretching and warm-ups before you went? I stretched probably at the start of the day after every 10,000. Um, so at the 27,000 point, I um, was then stretching after every 5,000. And then about every half an hour, because as my legs were just so sore, <laughs> and I was just stretching everything, and it's just like at a certain point, stretching only does does so much. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> okay, do not recommend, but it is still a valiant, valiant cause and a great effort. Far out. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Adam? Have you been doing much through this period? No, not really. I've kind of like slowed down to a crawl. I have always enjoyed dancing to music, bopping along in my room, and I get a decent sweat doing that. But I feel like this most recent lockdown, I've kind of started to die down. I don't know. I've just entered like a slug-like state. Oh. Like a like I'm slowly turning into a cocoon to make my way through it. That's so sad. The music's left your soul. You have no more dance in your life. The music has left my soul, yeah. Oh, so even no. like other lockdowns, I was at least keeping active. Like, a few times a week, I would be drenched with sweat, just dancing or whatever in my room. But this one, not nothing. Damn. Well, I will say... Uh, you did come in for an online workout the last two weeks that I've been yeah. hosting for some of the Sans Pants crew. And it's been, those have been sweaty workouts, that's for sure. So yeah. you've been pushing hard for those as well. And we're going to keep those up because, yeah, it doesn't look like we're getting out of here for a little bit longer. Mm. We're in a, what is it, Thumb Cramps video game jail <laughs> or gym yeah. jail, lifting jail? I, um,. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I've i been appreciative of this workout and the previous one. Last week, I was sore for several days straight. And, I, you know, you kind of miss it. hundred uh, percent. Oh, don't. yeah. Oh, wait, you don't what? Was sarcasm. No, I'm not sarcastic. sarcastic. Um, I've, I've been very lucky in being able to have, like, a pretty decent uh, garage gym set up. And oh, recently got a barbell where... Uh, I've been able to like squat properly for the first time in ages. And it's not quite, it's not even close to what I would be squatting in the gym, but mm. it's still like a little bit over a hundred kilos. And it's so nice to feel the muscles hurt again. It's just, there was, I remember not this lockdown or the one before, but the, like the, God, we've had so many. Uh, I was like many. two lockdowns ago. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have any equipment at all. And so I was like doing nothing. And I remember by like the third week, I was just like in my living room and I was just moving my arms. And I was like, that's something feels wrong when I'm doing this. 
And I realized what felt wrong was that none of my body was sore at all. And it's like, there's obviously like the ebb and flow of doms and recovery, but there's always this like prevailing, like attention in the muscles that when you do flex or move, you do feel them slightly. And it was like, like, we spoke about this yeah. well, Zach, with me, me and you spoke about this. It's like, we, we miss that feeling of like your muscles trying to repair the them. pain. <laughs> yeah. It's, it just feels wrong. It was, I was just, oh, it doesn't feel good. But, but, uh, what we are here to talk about today is a little bit about home workouts as well as just kind of the effects of lockdown and taking breaks off training. And so yeah. I guess the first thing I did want to talk about was something called the muscle memory principle. So, This is one of, it's definitely a field in the exercise science uh, research areas that is super interesting because it's not really well understood yet. So muscle memory essentially talks to this idea that we can have quite extensive periods of time away from training, away from like having any stimulus on the muscle. And once we come back to training, we have this period of essentially like hyper adaptability where we get our, we essentially remake all the progress we had in the first place uh, and we get it back so, so much quicker than the time it took to get it in the first place. So essentially like- When you say quicker, what would be, how long would that take? That is a fantastic question that I have absolutely no way of answering because it's so varied for every single individual. So the progress, it's going to be uh, varied depending on how much progress you've lost, um, where you, like what your peak was in the first place, how long you've taken off, um, how you're approaching getting back. And so what we're talking about a little bit later is some of the ways that we can sort of enhance our comeback period so that we can uh, get those gains back as quickly as possible, but essentially know that through muscle memory, our body kind of adapts to stimulus and gets our old progress back far quicker than how long it takes to get it in the first place, which is super, super cool. It's really exciting. So a little bit more about that is the current main understanding or the one of the reasons that is attributed to this is to do with myonuclear adaptations within the muscle cell. So we have within a cell, we obviously have the nucleus, which is known as the like the brain of the cell. It's kind of the storage center where we keep our DNA and all of the where we keep our DNA. It's the DNA bank of the body, if one wills. Well, yeah, basically. And so when we do a lot of weightlifting and strenuous activity uh, in the gym, we increase the number of myonuclei within the... So myo being like muscular, so the nucleus within the muscle tissues. And even when we lose our muscle tissue and they like we start to shrink and atrophy the nuclei do not go away. We actually maintain them. So the ability to build up that tissue, the main reason that we attribute the uh, muscle memory or the main, I guess, function or main pathway for the muscle memory principle to take effect is through the myonuclear adaptations that we occur because they do not go away whilst the muscle tissue does go away. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, I think so. I 
I feel like it's like where when we go back, it's like we're going to the ATM of the DNA bank <laughs> to withdraw withdraw that quickly instead of going into the bank. It feels like I'm being sent back in time to uh, high school chemistry and biology. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. I remember. I'm the Manchurian candidate, but for science. I feel like Adams, uh, I'll try and, this is, like, stick with me on this one. I'm going to try and uh, think up an analogy which is going to work. And Adam, you'll love this one. Um, Sure. Yes. We have yes. our log cavern. Yeah, yes. that's right. It's back. It's back. <laughs> it's back, baby. It never left. So we have our log cavern. And our log cavern is our is the muscle tissue within our body. And what happens is as we build a bigger and bigger cavern, more and more carpenters come in to help so each carpenter yes. uh, builds a room once a carpenter has built a room he lives inside that room and then in order to build more rooms more carpenters come in to build up more rooms and then once we have this huge mansion of a log cabin there's a bunch of different carpenters within it so the carpenters in this example is our nuclei and the cabin itself is the muscle tissue what happens is if we do not, if the carpenters don't constantly repair and look after the cabin, the wood will start to rot and the cabin will start to degrade and break apart. But the carpenters stay there. They live in their rooms even whilst the yes. wood is breaking down and disappearing. So when they decide, the <laughs> when they decide that they want to build the cabin back up again, there's all of these carpenters, we started with one when we built it in the first place, but then by the time we finished and we had that period where the wood degraded, there was, say, 15 carpenters there. So by the time we want to start to rebuild the cabin again, there's still 15 carpenters there versus the one that we started with in the first place. I'm so pleased with that. I just want to say, like, <laughs> I'm super happy I'm with so- that analogy. Oh. Zach, I am so happy for you. I am so happy for <laughs> Today is the day you become a man. Oh my, I become a carpenter. <laughs> and it, 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 I'm shocked that I, that worked. And Zach is embracing the mod cabin thing as well. It's like, it's a whole, yeah, wow, it's, it's all it, coming together. It, it shockingly it's has a analogy. lot of a plick. It, you can use it for so much of the fitness. You've been thinking can. about this too much, haven't you? you, you you've been locked down. You've been thinking about this. Like, how can oh, I make dreaming yeah. of log cabins (laughs) (laughs) oh my god Um, and so one thing to keep in mind is when it does come down to that muscle breakdown it's never straight away and we can do different things to maintain more or less muscle tissue but essentially we can go for a period of no like strenuous activity of about 10 days before we see any atrophy occur and so that means like Essentially, we don't go to the gym for that 10 days and you might see an acute change in muscle size, which is commonly because of decreases in muscle glycogen levels. So essentially, the uh, when we consume carbohydrates, which is part of the reason carbs are so good, is that a lot of the glycogen, which is kind of the body's usable form or what they break the carbs into, um, is stored within the muscle tissues. And that kind of gives them this like really full look, this full effect, as well as uh, intracellular water is also stored within the muscle tissue when we're regularly exercising. So in that 10 days, the muscle tissue itself will not 
be broken down. However, the nutrients stored within the tissue will be used up and will not be replenished because there isn't a demand for it. Essentially, the body, as I've said before, is this incredibly adaptive machine, but it's also incredibly efficient. The body doesn't like to use resources that it doesn't need or that it doesn't have to use. So muscle, just by having it, it's not a lot of calories burnt, but just by being there, there is a certain amount of calories which is required to maintain that. And so if the body doesn't need to because the stimulus applied to it in regular day is not the same as like in lockdown life or during a training break is not the same as the stimulus that's applied to it whilst we are training, it goes, oh, well, I don't need to be wasting all of this energy holding onto this because the purpose that I've created it for in the first place is no longer here so I can get rid of it. And that's kind of a little bit of way to anthropomorphize the body and I guess to understand it a little bit more. In saying that, will you see after after that period, like a physical change? Like obviously like a, a, a massive physical change. Like, I feel like... Uh, when I'm working out regularly, I, 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 the pump is on, but like I feel like, like it, so it's like literally when I look in the mirror and I'm like I'm seeing everything kind of going. Eh. <laughs> that, um, is that is that behind that, or is that just a? It could be many other things too. For a ten day period, or just for like a more extended period beyond that. Uh, let's say fourteen days. Fourteen days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a random amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so essentially, yeah, beyond that ten day period, if we're doing no sort of resistance training, like nothing at all, then there will be some minor atrophy which occurs. And the longer we spend without training, the more atrophy we will see. Just notice my pecs go down a little bit, that's all. Yeah, essentially. And it's, it's, there is, so yeah, like I was saying before, the two effects of that is beyond that 10 days, depending on how much time, it will be partially to do with muscle loss, but it also be to do with the fullness within the muscles. So Um, one thing this is kind of like throwing back to, uh, the, my bodybuilding days. And one thing that anybody who's been in show prep before will know, um, when you do like a really acute example of this or a really like specific example is for somebody in show prep on the last week of their prep, like the week before they go on stage is when they really consume the least amount of food out of the entire period of time. They're like, they start with a decent amount of food and then they slowly go less and less. And there's a little bit that they do with like cycling of water, but essentially what happens is like the day before you barely eat anything, you wake up the next morning and you'll be super flat. And so what I mean by that is the muscles themselves will literally be flat. They will be as small as they possibly can because there's no nutrients within them to expand and keep them pumped up. However, backstage, what they'll do is you'll see people eating chocolates, gummy bears, drinking honey is something that we do. Uh, You, depending (laughs) on how you use your water. So what you're trying to say is that I am very like these people in a lot of, I would say, important ways. (laughs) I was just for that last (laughs) night with Oreo. Yeah. I was going to say, just cut to you guys with a glass full of honey. Just <laughs> How ugh. much KFC would they consume normally before? before? 
Oh, sorry to say this, Adam. Absolutely none. <laughs> well, you've not seen it happen. Oh, I know pretty well that you probably wouldn't want to do that backstage. But essentially, particularly well, once again, glucose or like um, carbohydrates. <laughs> so our the glycogen is going to be stored within the muscle. And that is, it creates this fullness effect where you start really flat. And then once you eat up before you go on stage, you get this pump up feeling where without the muscle tissue, you don't grow the muscle tissue itself, but what tissue you have there does expand. Does that kind of, do you follow along with that one? I like the pump. Yeah, no, I know what you're on about. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. And obviously like the more time we have away, the more yep. muscle we lose, unfortunately. But a lot of that kind of, there, there will be this quick comeback period once we do re-enter the gym where- once we are back and we do start to eat again and we do start to pump up again, we will see this quick increase initially, even quicker than that general speedy progress back to where we were before as well. And that is just like that pump, just getting lie. the muscles full again. Not going to lie. I I know that starting stopping at the gym or whatever. Oh, I guess like starting and stopping at the gym surely isn't that unhealthy for you. It's when, sorry, I was thinking like when people, uh, I guess, when like an actor or something like that for a role gains and loses weight really quickly, that's unhealthy oh, yeah. for you. Mm. But starting and stopping at the gym, I suppose, isn't really that unhealthy for you, I guess. But anyway, the point well, I was trying to make is yeah. I do must I must admit, I do enjoy those first few weeks back at the gym where you're starting to get sore again and you're seeing that quick improvement uh, 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 because, you know, obviously after a certain point, improvement comes a lot slower so you don't notice it as much. But that quick improvement, that's what you want. Oh, it's exciting. It's fun. <laughs> Maybe this is good. Maybe this is what I want. Well, actually kind of going back to what you were saying before, there I do want to go there like reference a research paper by Ogasawa, oh, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Sure. Ogasawa and colleagues, I think that's how it's pronounced, which was essentially studying the differences between people who were doing consistent training for a 24-week period. Uh, they were like the control. And then there was a group who were doing six weeks on, three weeks off, six weeks on, three weeks off for that 24-week period. And they found that despite the three weeks off in between, at the end of those 24 weeks, the progress made between the groups who did consistent training versus the group who did the three weeks on six weeks, uh, sorry, six weeks on three weeks off was essentially the exact same. So a little bit three week breaks. breaks. (laughs) That's crazy. That's awesome. Um, So a little bit to do with that is obviously like once you get more and more advanced, the more important it becomes to stay consistent with training. Um, So that's not something that would apply to everybody. And one thing with that is three weeks is a very specific period of time that they used. And a lot of, they essentially like, if you look at the graphs that they had, they went up for six weeks, they dropped down in three weeks. So essentially like they did have that decrease, Um, but then they came back up once they started training again, plus more in the next six week period. So it's kind of like a two steps forward, one step back sort of thing. And like the ones. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sort of criticism of her with that paper does come down to what I was saying before, where they were saying that a lot of the decrease that they were seeing could have just been to do with uh, the muscle glycogen effect. So three weeks, at least we can say uh, pretty definitively that within a three-week period off of training, no real progress. It's very easy to come back off of that three weeks. What, what, what's your opinion? Would you adopt that into your training style? Or would oh, you definitely recommend not. That definitely. <laughs> it's not something I would recommend. It's more yep. like the reason to bring it up is more to say that more to kind of uh, as a point of up. reassurance, exactly. Yeah, Don't beat yourself up and missing a week at the gym. Yeah, yeah like it's that. not it's not the end of the world if we do. And one thing I do occasionally do is like I think we've talked about deloads before. I really hate deload weeks; they are the worst. And so, quick catch up for those who don't know. So, deload is. Uh, after a period of about six to eight weeks of consistent high intensity training for somebody with a, from like the intermediate to advanced level of training, a, you essentially build up so much fatigue over that six to eight weeks that you'll start to see a decrease in progress. And in order to recover from that, you need to take a week where you do half the volume and half the intensity that you would normally in order to fully recover and then start again. But for me, that half volume, half intensity week is so awful. I hate it with a passion. Why do you it's hate like, it? It's <laughs> you go to like, for me, the mindset that I, or the mentality that I have when I go to the gym is I'm here to work. I'm here to put my all into these lifts. I'm here to feel that soreness. I'm here to work hard to lift some heavy ass weights and to like, I yeah, feel like we've already had happen. this conversation where you have said specifically that this is not a good mentality. Oh, no, it's it's not. It's not the best way to do things. But yeah. what I do sometimes do is instead of doing a deload week, I just take the week off. I just go, screw it. I hate this. 
I'm just gonna, I know that it's gonna be less than that 10 days, so I'm not gonna risk losing any gains. I'm just gonna take that week off entirely and, you know, cop it. It's a but, thing of finding what works for you, right? A little bit. I, I would recommend deloads, and I do do It's deloads. also a thing of being safe. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean by that? Well, if you push yourself too much uh, or, or you know, do- if you don't properly exercise loading and deloading at the proper speeds, oh, yeah. a- an injury is going to knock you out for a lot longer than anything else would. Oh, God, yeah. And, like, it's just you, you will see that decrease in progress and that's how you know that it's time to deload is yeah. you will have gone down slightly and, like, who want- nobody wants that. I certainly don't. Screw that. Well. Um, so I guess what we should talk about now is just some of the ways that we can start to increase the amount of muscle and progress, like muscle and strength progress that we can maintain uh, over periods without training or without the gym specifically. So kind of the very first thing, and Trent, I think you have this down pat, or at least over this month, is going for regular walks. So the kind of jump from doing no sort of activity at all just to walking is huge. So the effect that it has on your body from doing nothing versus just going for a half an hour walk a day or every few days makes a ridiculous difference. It's because we are moving the body. There is blood getting sent there and it's going to help sending nutrients to the, uh, to the muscles through that movement of blood as well. And so it's, also just going to be one of the best things for us during lockdown. So with like that specific break from the gym being to do with lockdowns and to do with obviously COVID and the realities of that is that especially when the sun is out, going for walks is going to help get our, increase our vitamin D, which has been shown to be one of the, uh, essentially has a really good effect on help staving away COVID and preventing transmission. So it doesn't hurt for sort of lockdown related reasons to get some sun whilst you're on your walk, as well as just being vitamin D deficient is never a good thing either. I think it's also, there's something different about fresh air. Oh, mm. totally. Yeah, you know, just take, you know, I, I got, I'll, I'll say this, I got isolated because I was a tier one uh, for 14 days and I couldn't leave my house for 14 days and um, go, going outside and getting some fresh air. Oh, after that 14-day period, it was the, probably the, the best feeling I had in that entire two weeks. And I was just counting down those 14 days to be able to, able to do that. Do, Actually, it was a little longer than 14 do days. So. Different tiered exposure sites, is that something that translates outside of Australia? Do they uh, do yeah, that? Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Tier no. 1 basically means, well, Trent, please. Yeah, I think it's when um, you get a high score in COVID. Points, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The highest score um, in COVID. It's like so golf, lowest score wins. Yeah, My yeah. other job working in a supermarket, <laughs> I um, I worked with a, a, someone who was co- um, who had COVID uh, for about four hours. And <sighs> because of that, I had to go and um, isolate for two weeks or a little bit longer. They, the DHS would not release me until I cleared an, like, an extra COVID test. So, and I did. Jesus. And that was all good. I never, I never good. got it, but I was a bit sick during the period so who knows yeah but yeah um fr- fresh air for sure is like incredible for the body and it- it's just something different and like th- that feeling of sitting in your house and i don't know the air th- th- that air circulation of you- just yourself <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, oh, it gets maddening, nice. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Drives you a bit insane, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have much, like... Do you have much of, like, a backyard balcony area? Yeah, I had a backyard area. I don't, you know, I've got, um, we've got two dogs. Yeah, well, one is mine, one's my roommate's. And, oh, um, they no, would not nice. be... They would not be happy to be locked. Would no, not be really. able to go for walks for two <laughs> weeks. Definitely not. No. Um, but the backyard's big, and so we got out in the backyard a bit. I, mean, I don't know. It was just something about like you know, I guess go walk through a park and just like all the trees and just getting that all in and your in your face. Getting <laughs> it in, yeah. <laughs> and enjoying that. Um, I missed it, and it was definitely um, something. As soon as I was able to get around, um, I, I've just indulged in it every day since. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Especially, like, here, the weather's finally starting to get good, and there is something, like... It's one of those things where now that we have been kind of lost the privilege of just being out in the sun and being able to do whatever we want for these last year and a half, there is something so powerful about the sun. Like, just feeling it hit you, and you're like, oh, this is so good. Like, this is... Uh, it's the little pleasures, definitely. Speaking from my little day one experience of my September thing, um, <laughs> I got sunburned. <laughs> oh, you have a <laughs> lovely rosy glow to you. Yeah, I'm really, really... I'm, yeah, I got quite sunburned and I, I yeah, definitely had the effects of uh, getting hit by that sun. For, oh, I was out walking outside for about, uh, I think, two hours. I think that's the limit we're allowed to do right now. So, yeah. it was around that and it was like... I was just in the right in the middle of midday, and beam down on my head, and I I, I was Ouch. not wearing a hat. I'm like, I don't need a hat. It's, not, it's only September, son. <laughs> you do look a little bit cooked right now. Yeah, yeah. Just a bit pink. <laughs> we could just chuck some seasoning on you and have you for roast dinner. That's for sure. I'm a well done steak right now. <laughs> uh, see, I think he's in the perfect poor position for seasoning right now. He's slightly cooked but not cooked enough. You know, there's oh, no juices okay. going properly yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. But he's cooked enough that it's not going to soak properly anyway. Next time, Trent, put on some sunscreen just in lines so it looks like you have, like, the grill lines from a good barbecue. <laughs> yeah. That'll be just, that'll be perfect. Or just write a rude word on your head in sunscreen. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is, a, this is a question I've been asking my friends recently, and don't ask me why, but uh-huh. um, if you were offered... So if somebody said to you, like, I have to have this surgery and cut off my arm and it's not because the arm is unhealthy or anything. For some reason, I just have to do it. And they say, I would love for you to eat this arm. You can cook it however you want, but you like, I would love for you to eat it. Would you do it? Yes. You would? Mm. Yes. Why? I have permission. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You'd be happy eating human. Yeah, sure. I'd do it once just okay, to find out what enough. it's like. I can't. I, I appreciate the mentality. Like, it's like when in when else in your life would you be given that opportunity? Yeah, hmm. you can so, eat human like once, and it'll probably be fine. You just yeah, should keep you. doing it. <laughs> Trent, it's no for you, Trent. <laughs> nah, I'm good. I'm good. Nah, and you should never eat liver or brain. Never eat human liver or brain. Both of them are bad for you, but in different ways. Why? Why do you know that? Human liver is poisonous as hell to consume, okay. my understanding at least. And human brain, if you eat it, um, you'll probably get a prion or something. Yeah, prion, mad cow disease. Yep. Ooh. How do you yeah. know that, Adam? Well, you knew it. Well, I knew prions because, like, that's how we got mad cow disease. It was like cows. Were you get being shaky fed hands. 
That's how you check if someone's a cannibal. If they eat a lot of people, mm. like Hannibal Lecter should have had shaky hands like no <laughs> one's business. There's a couple other things that cause shaky hands. I don't think that... Like, no, quite. nothing else <laughs> causes think, shaky hands. If you so. see someone with shaky hands, they're a cannibal. They're a cannibal. Guaranteed. Stay away from them. People with shaky hands stay the hell away from them. That's, that's yeah, that's yeah. our claim now. Okay, so beyond walking, there are some other things, or there's... Kind of like that jump from nothing to walking is huge. And then we can have like, we can increase the amount of muscle that we retain even beyond that by doing a few other things. So uh, the main one being at home workouts. So with that, what is important to understand is two different principles. So when we're in the gym and we're trying to make progress, what we have is this sort of like arbitrary number or this variable called the maximum effective volume. So the maximum effective volume is essentially the amount of work or the amount of volume that we need to be doing, the amount of stimulus that we need to apply to the muscle in order to make as much progress as we possibly can without overtraining. So it's like, if I can do, so say somewhere between like 20 and 40 sets is where I make progress. Oh, sorry. uh, Minimum effective. Yeah, what is it? No, it's not minimum or maximum effective volume. It's maximum recoverable volume is the right term, sorry. So it's, yeah, the amount of work that we can do before we have a recovery hindrance where we've done too much and then we start getting into the overtraining block. What we want to think about is not that during lockdown. We want to think about the opposite, which is the minimum effective volume. That's the right one, which is essentially the amount of work that we need to do in order to maintain whatever we have. And so the amount of work we need to do in order to make progress versus what we need to do to maintain progress is around about one ninth of what we need. So essentially the minimum effective volume is a ninth of our maximal recoverable volume. So that's a super good sign. That's really exciting. I hope for everybody at home because it shows that we can do very minimal work in order to maintain all the progress that we've worked so, so hard for in the gym at home. And so we can pretty much skate through this period without having to worry about losing any of our gains if we're doing a few things right. So the biggest thing is we need to be hitting all of our muscles through a few times a week. So a good way to do this is do three or four full body workouts in a week. That way we're going to make sure that we're hitting each muscle group. Trying to get one to two sets per muscle group is a good way to go. That way, uh, sorry, one to two exercises per muscle group for about three to six sets. Yeah, some body weight. We'll talk about some ways to increase that because body weight does have its limitations. Um, As well as we want to get as close as we can to failure. So we don't have to hit failure, but doesn't matter the rep scheme just as long as we get close to failure. So with that, obviously, depending on where you are in your sort of training history or training experience, the amount of reps that you will have to do to hit failure can be kind of unachievable. It gets to too much at some points. So a few ways that we can increase our uh, the intensity of the movements without doing just more reps is to slow down the reps that we're performing. So essentially we're going to be 
playing with the variable of time under tension. So by slowing down the reps, the muscles have to contract for a longer period of time, which makes the movement more difficult. So some ways to do that are slowing down our push-ups, slowing down our squats. Uh, We can also do partial range of motions. So partial reps where we do say like pulsing squats, where that's a squat. I know we did these uh, in our last workout, I believe, Adam, where you go all the way down, half way up, all the way down, all the way up. And that consists one rep. And so an important thing when we are doing partials or uh, like pulsing work is the partial should be done in the most difficult portion of the lift. So we don't want to do partial squats where we go from the starting position halfway down all the way up because we're actually challenging the muscle less than if we just did a regular rep. However, if we go all the way down, halfway up, all the way down, all the way up, we have that extra half of a rep in the most difficult portion of the lift, which is why it's going to add that difficulty and challenge to the movement. So an example of just a purely partial movement would be a push-up where you start with your chest on the ground and you only come up halfway. And so that's challenging the most difficult portion of the movement. So some other ways we can increase intensity is by actually adding to our range of motion. So an example of how we can add range of motion is by, so one that I get my clients to do for their at-home workouts is to grab a stack of books some that are like not too high off the ground, but maybe like a thick 600 pay novel or so, getting two of those, putting your hands on each of them, and then doing push-ups with your chest to the ground whilst having your hands elevated. So essentially it's increasing the range of motion that we have because we can get deeper into those lifts. So similar thing we can do with uh, something like a lunge is having your heel elevated, uh, sorry, your front foot elevated, And then you can go a little bit deeper as well. And so the sort of last way that I've been implementing to increase intensity is to create your own app home weights with a little bit of creativity. There's a lot that we did today. Exactly. Do you want to run us through what happened today? Uh, We got a backpack or uh, a bag of some sort and just filled them with books. Although um, I wish my backpack was... A little less ratty. And also my backpack. Uh, it was hard for me to grip because we kind of used it basically like you would a barbell or something like that with the grabbing, grabbing the back straps. But for me, grabbing the back, it's obviously not as even a grab as it is with, as, as it is with a barbell. So I found that I found that it definitely felt like one of my arms was working harder than the other. So in retrospect, I probably should have just swapped the bag around every time we went on a rotation or something like that. But Look, hey, live a little, learn a little, love a little. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of like we definitely need to acknowledge that it's using a backpack is not the same as a barbell or a dumbbell. Yeah. And it's just kind of- Yeah, MacGyver, that's sick. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. It's doing the best with what we have. (laughs) Yeah. And so buying a set of bands is also going to help as well. But yeah, I really like backpacks, fill them with books, water bottles, even getting some plastic bags, filling those with sand and then putting them in a backpack is great as well. That makes the bags really heavy. Um, One thing that I've also done in the past lockdowns is if uh, most like retail stores or like uh, Bunnings will be open for those in Australia, Bunnings. uh, So buying bags of cement and some chain and then with your empty protein powder containers, 
fill it with cement, put feed the chain into it so that you have kind of like a hook or a bit of loose chain at the top, uh, which will function as a handle. And then it's a way to create your own at-home dumbbells. That is awesome. I love that idea. So those, uh, that's what I've done in the past for at-home weights. So that I Mm. highly recommend. It's a really great way to do it. Um, And you can, depending on how many protein powder containers you have at your home, you can really like stack them up and get like quite a few. I've even used them on bars. So like once I, I was renting uh, gym equipment. How much does a, 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 a protein container of cement, how much does that weigh? Uh, I had one which was about like uh, seven to eight kilos and one that was around about Okay, well, that's not as much. As, I was thinking yeah. like 20 kilos a piece. No, they weren't, they weren't as heavy as like they could have been. Maybe yeah. that, I didn't actually they weigh them. Been. That was just like a rough estimate based upon okay. the weights that I did have. But yeah, and then those, if you do have bars or like barbells at home, you can just feed those uh, dumbbells or like the at-home dumbbells over those bars too. Yeah. I like that. That's really cool. Really nifty. A little nifty way to get around that. Okay. Yeah. So those are some ideas to add some weight and then you can do those, Mm. incorporate those into movements that you would more typically do. Yeah. Beautiful. Well- um, I think it's about time to hit a hit the glossary and then hit the hit the homemade weights. Yeah, that's it. I love it. <laughs> so today we we spoke about muscle memory principle. Yep. So it's kind of the effect that when we get back to training after periods of time of not training, we create the adaptation or the time it takes to get back to where we were is significantly quicker than the time it took to get to that place in the first place. Uh, A couple of points as well that we don't really need to get into too much. These are just things, facts that occurred today. Uh, Zach loves the log cabin now. um, (laughs) And Zach insults someone by saying their name wrong. And then moving on. um, uh, (laughs) Whose name did I say wrong? When you were trying to study or whatever, you were like, oh. Oh. (laughs) Anyway, loading and deloading. Yep. Uh, so uh, deloading is after a period of six to eight weeks of training, we want to take some time. We want to take about a week where we do half volume and half intensity in order to allow our bodies to fully recover. But Zach takes the week off. Yes. Or take, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do what Zach doesn't does. Do as I say, not as I do. Great way to teach. Uh, Zach is also scared to eat people. We have discovered in today's episode. <laughs> and Trent. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not for that. Zach and Trent are big cowards. And then finally, hitting each muscle group. Yeah, making sure to hit each muscle group once or twice a week, hitting one to two exercises per muscle group for about three to six sets per muscle group as well, and making sure that you're getting close to failure in order to maintain the maximum amount of muscle throughout a training break. Excellent. Excellent day. I've been Adam. I've been Trent. And I've been Zach. Uh, is it? How did we end this again? Heavy lifting. <laughs> Keep ha- lifting. Yeah. Happy home lifting. Happy lifting. <laughs> Happy lifting. Happy lifting. 
Thanks for listening to Super Gym Friends. Once again, we are not medical doctors, physiotherapists, or dietitians. So please check with a healthcare professional before making any changes. If you want to get in touch, email us at supergymfriends at gmail.com. And to continue the conversation or to speak directly to resident bumpy man Zach himself about in-person or online training, links to our Discord and Zach can be found in the show notes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.